today. I'm going to read a passage of scripture. This is from one of my absolute favorite passages in the Bible. Uh, let's go to Exodus chapter 33, Exodus 33 and verses 7 through to verse 23. Now Moses used to take the tent and he used to pitch it outside the camp. That's where all the people had set up their tents. So it was a little further off from where the general dwelling was, far off from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting. He called it the tent of meeting. Uh, this was where Moses would meet with God. It's an am amazing, most beautiful, beautiful picture. For those of you who are familiar with the Jewish culture, if you're familiar with, um, uh, with, with some of the symbolisms in the Jewish culture, have you seen that white shawl? They have a white shawl with blue strips on both sides. And sometimes it's got uh, uh, the Star of David in the middle, but usually it's, and it's, it's, it's the prayer shawl. It's called the prayer shawl. But that's no ordinary shawl. Uh, in, in, in Judaism, the symbolism is, is off the charts. I, it's so beautiful. That shawl, when a, when, when a Jewish man, he covers himself with it, and it's like that. He covers his head and the shawl uh, goes over him. A man does that. It is symbolic of this tent of meeting, this same tent of meeting that Moses used to go into the tent of meeting and meet with God. At a Jewish wedding, uh, the husband, the new husband and wife will stand together. After they are married, the new husband and wife will stand together. And then this man will take the shawl, he'll, he'll open it nice and wide, and then he'll turn it around like that, and he'll lift it above his head and his new wife over her head. And he will cover himself and his wife with the shawl. Again, symbolism of the tent of meeting. Uh, now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting. Everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Outside of your daily uh, you know, grind outside of your workspace, outside of uh, mixing with everybody else and where you had your fun and games and whatnot. Verse 8, whenever Moses went out to the temp tent, whenever he did that, all the people would stand up, they would rise up, each would come to the door of the tent and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. They would watch Moses going into the presence of God, their leader. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand on the, at the entrance of the tent. As if it's closed the entrance, it's closed the entrance and Moses is now inside and he's with God. And the Lord would speak with Moses. And the Lord would speak with Moses. And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and they would worship each at his tent door. Thus, in this way, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again and he came back into the camp, he would leave, he would come to the camp, but his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, next generation, next leader, he would not depart. He would stay in the tent. We didn't even hear about when Joshua got there. So we don't know how long he's been there. But Joshua would stay in the tent. He would stay in the tent of meeting. Verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, 
and I love the way Moses used to argue with God because when you've talked to God that much, you you kind of get to know how God talks, how he how he interacts with his 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 servant, his friend. See, you say to me, bring up this people. <laughs> You say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Who's my team? Who's going with me? Who are my co-leaders? Who are the people who will share this vision? Yet you have said, I know you by name. You, I've heard the right things from you, but I, I need to see some action. I know you by name and you have also found favor in my sight. You keep telling me that. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, Please show me now your ways. Please show me now your ways. Why? That I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Right? I found favor in your sight, so show me your ways that I might favor, find favor in your sight. I found favor in your sight, so show me your ways so that I might find favor in your sight. It's a beautiful circle. Consider too that this nation is your people. Think about it. This is your people, God. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That's what God said. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go, Array, I just told you my presence will go. No, if, my, if you say my presence will not go, then don't take us up. Don't bring us up here, from here. For how shall it be known? For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight? How will people know I'm your leader if you don't come with us? How shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct and I and your people from every other people on the face of the earth? I and your people on the face of the earth. How will people know? How will Delhi know? How will India know that we are your people if you don't go ahead with us? If you don't go forward with us? And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight and I know you by name. Moses said, well, show me your glory. He said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name of the Lord. And I will, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see my face and live. And the Lord said, uh, behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand by in the rock while my glory passes by. I will put you in the cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I pass by you. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face you shall not see. Why? Because Jesus was yet to come. Because Jesus was yet to come. And we now see in the face of Christ, the glory and the magnificence of the Father. In my journey with God over the, over the last few decades, uh, whenever it's, there's been a new chapter, the end of one chapter and a new chapter, I've always gone back to this passage, gone back to similar passages where I remember that God promises to go ahead. God promises to go with us. We cannot go forward without God. Every new chapter, every new uh, season in our life, and we've been through a difficult season, and not that it's going to get any easier uh, going forward, but life will always be tough until we, we step into the other side of eternity. But God, number one, is never stumped. God is never stumped. There's never a situation where God does not know what to do for you, with you, through you. The second assurance is God will never leave his people. He will never leave his people. His people, individuals may leave the group, uh, the community, 
the nation, but God will never leave his people. So there's always safety in being in fellowship. And God will always be with his people. His assurance is, I will go with you. And the third thing is, God will go ahead of you. God will always go ahead of us. Which means, what's coming to you is coming through him. What's coming to you is coming through him. There's nothing that's coming to you that he does not go through first. And that he will not see you, see, see, see you through first. So the new chapters, whether it's our church meeting again, whether it's post-pandemic, whether it's new jobs or assignments, whether it's uh, a baby born, whether it's any, any new aspect of, of our lives, we are moving forward. 